Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is Season 14, Episode 9. This land is your land. Or hers? Or hers. Question mark? Maybe more question mark episodes. A lot of questions. Mysteries abound at TLC this season. So the TLC episode description is as follows for this one. Robin, Mary, and Cody have a huge fight over who will get which piece of land. Janelle worries the whole family won't get access to the pond. Tempers flare. And everyone is lashing out at everyone else in the worst fight the family has ever had. Very dramatic. Oh, so much drama. (laughs) This is next level shit right here. Let me tell you. Finally, something exciting. Finally, something happened this season that's worth talking about. And a description with no mention of the Biggie Housie. Oh my God. I thought we would Finally. never reach the day. Took us nine episodes to get here, but here we are. <sighs> Thank God. Lay it to rest. Throw it in the cemetery out back at Coyote Pass. No Biggie Housie. No one's moving in this description. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. And I, I don't know an episode of Sister Wives without a move or without Biggie Housie. So this is going to be, this is, this was new territory for me and I was ready for it. Let's hear your episode description, though, because I feel like it's going to be a little bit more accurate even than what the uh, professionals at TLC came up with. I mean, it was a little hard to to outdo this this description. I highly doubt it. I, I want to hear yours. A family picnic on plague-infested soil goes terribly wrong. Mary ponders the age-old question, to be in the trees or not to be in the trees? <laughs> Robin martyrs herself on Coyote Pass. Cody makes some big assumptions. Mm. 
ASS assumptions. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Christine tells all of us, I told you so. Mm. So we start off with the family going out to Coyote Pass once again. And Cody has planned a picnic. It's a pizza party. It's a pizza party. And we are going to eat on top of a blanket on that dirty, plague-infested soil at Coyote Pass. There's also a couple of loose tree stumps laying around and some fallen yeah. brush. No. To uh, set the no. stage here for them. That, that blanket sheet, whatever it was they were sitting on, was, to me, not enough to protect me from the elements that are out there. You need a hard tarp. You need a... Yeah, some disinfectant spray. So they're out there having a picnic. And, of course, we get back on the topic of moving. Everyone's favorite thing to discuss in this family. It's pretty much all they know how to talk about. And Robin's talking about how they haven't found a rental yet for her. And they're getting to the point now where Cody is seriously considering buying instead of renting since there's nothing available. Because that is Cody's default move. Just just buy just a buy, house. Just buy Just that. another mortgage. It's fine. Bring it on. And then Mary. Ever the Eeyore. Ugh. Of the party. Mary gets the boot, too. Mary has to tell everybody that she also, she has a special announcement, a surprise. <laughs> She's going to spring it on everyone right now while everyone's enjoying their time at Coyote Pass. It's not as fun, though. Yeah. No, no. It was kind of anticlimactic. She tells everyone, it's rough out there getting rentals because I know because I got to move in six weeks. I know that game. I know that game. It was... The weirdest conversation because she was trying to like sprinkle in these little comments here and there while Robin was telling her story where it was like right away she had to go to being the victim again where she wanted attention for like, oh man, I'm going through the same thing you're going through. And she had to like ratchet up the the stakes on it too where she was like, no, yeah, it's I get that it's hard for you, Robin, but uh, you know, you're not the only one dealing with this too. Exactly. I'm totally going through this as well. Right. That's exactly what she was trying to the point she was trying to make. So she announces the fact that she has to move to, you know, everybody pretends to be shocked. It seems like Cody already knows this because then they start to talk about, again, how Cody has considered or talked to Mary also about buying a house. And she's not on board with that idea either. Right. So right now, Mary and Robin are just in search of a rental. So like they're kind of competing with one another. Yeah, honestly. Obviously, what we find out when later the on when inventory's that low, when we find out later on in the episode, is apparently the the rental market in Flagstaff is not good. There are only short term rentals, and there's not a lot available. Again, so that's why it was so important to sell all the houses in Vegas, move someplace where it's incredibly difficult to find available housing that works for their situation, and put off building on their property as long as possible. Yeah, pretty much makes sense. We're nomads now. I'm telling you, every episode, the RV is sounding better and better. <laughs> I want to see Janelle treks across America uh-huh. in her RV. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Right? Maybe Christine goes too. Yeah, they can hit like national parks. They and go just on do, like, like a sister walk. wives road trip. Yeah, they could do like little walking tours yeah. um, on national parks along the way. And they can cap it off with their own national park. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a bit. The Brown Family National Park Association. So now the conversation segues because Cody makes a joke about, you know, well, they're starting to think about looking out at the land and again, where they're going to build all the houses. And Janelle mentions that this is where she would build a house if she could. Right and where they're sitting. Right. They're, they're, right eating, where, they're eating in a breakfast nook right now. Right where they happen to be sitting. So now the conversation gets awkward because everyone kind of starts 
looking out and explaining where it is that they want to build their house. Janelle talks about the spot that they're in is where she wants to build. Christine shows where she wants to build. And Robin says to Mary, where are you going to go? Like, where are you thinking of going? Which is what kicks this entire thing off. So ever the victim, Mary says, Cody told me where you guys were all going and said that I was going to be back there and points at the trees. Right. So right away, she's positioning it like, I didn't get a choice. I got told where I had to go. You guys all picked. I didn't get to pick. Word on the street is, I didn't have a choice. Thanks a bunch for asking and bringing that up and reminding me too. But yeah, I'm over there in the trees, cabin in the woods. Now, right away, Janelle remembers what Mary said about how she didn't want to be in the trees. Remember? That was one episode ago. That was a flashback. Somehow, you well, know. One episode ago, but also six weeks ago in the in the flashback <laughs> that took place. So you yeah, have one week of that, but... I guess when you're filming and you're a year behind in footage, then yeah, you can jump ahead six weeks when something interesting actually happens. That's fine. That works out. So six weeks may have passed, but Janelle remembers that conversation verbatim. Yeah. So Mary then says, well, you know, she didn't know. That's what she said about the trees. She didn't know about the trees. It's not like she was passing on them or she didn't like it. That is what was shown in the flashback is Cody says, and Mary, you'll probably be over there in the trees. And she just goes, I don't know. I don't know about the trees. I don't know. And My shrugs. rental's really dark. I don't know. Because of the trees. I don't know if I want to be in the trees. But you got to think, sometime between that conversation, between the six weeks of what was actually filmed to the pizza party that we're watching take place right now, they had to have gone back to the land and walked around, which Cody does mention that he does walk around the land with each wife individually at their own specific times to kind of talk through the different scenarios with them. Which is that she didn't get a choice. She doesn't, yeah, she and she doesn't know how she feels about that plot. So the thing that kind of also incites the fight here is that Mary learns that Cody has since given that plot to Robin. Robin is now going to be in the trees, and Mary is going to be moved up towards the road in the spot that Robin was going to be in. House number four. House number four. So she's switching from house number three in the trees to house number four by the road. This sets Mary off. (laughs) As one would expect it to, yes. So it ratchets up another level because Robin makes a joke. So should we flip for it? So now instead of Robin saying, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you want it, that's okay. This isn't set in stone. You can have it back. If you had that, yeah, first, dibs. Right, dibs. So she makes a joke. Like, she's not going to be willing to give it up initially. Right. Half joking, half serious. Right, but it was enough to set Mary off, it's even an... even though it was a joke. But you're you're poking the bear here. You're poking the mare bear. And, and everybody knows what happens when this bear gets poked. Oh, no, no, no. She comes out of fighting. Yeah. She goes grizzly. She, she doesn't even go <laughs> grizzly. She goes polar. She goes polar bear on him. So now Mary comes back with, well, maybe I'll just move to Parowan then. At her mare B and B. Her mare B and B. And she laughs, she giggles about it. Robin does not find this funny. No, 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 no. There's some things you don't joke about. And that is one of them. <laughs> and leaving a toxic situation for your own sanity is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> don't joke about that. So at this point the conversation is kind of heating up between Mary and Robin more so. Janelle and Christine not really actively engaged in it. Cody hasn't really interjected too much either. And his response is basically, hey, let's go over there, up the hill here, get a better vantage point, and then kind of talk about the land a little bit more. 
So let's move locations here. Let's pack up everything. The beauty of this scenario, though, is that they're getting so fired up about this situation, they are still bickering with each other the entire way over oh, to yeah. the hill. As they're starting to hike up the hill. So this is where it starts, where Janelle and Robin are talking to each other as they're walking up. They're following behind everyone else. But Mary's right in front of them, so she can hear what they're saying. And she must be trying to hear what they're saying because she interjects in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, what's happening is... Robin says to Janelle that Cody told her that the tree lot was what was left and that's where she was going to be put. So what's left is what makes Mary upset. Right. And she butts in to their conversation and the sparks start to fly. Yeah. So she corrects Robin and tells her that that was not at all the conversation, Robin, Mm -hmm. which I don't know how she seems to know the conversation that Robin had with Cody. Right. But- She tells Robin that that's not correct. And she clearly picked up on the fact that Robin's making it sound like she wasn't getting an option um, and that she was just getting what's left over. Like she lost what she wanted to marry um, or, you know, she wasn't getting a choice. But that's exactly how Mary feels about the situation. So it's a battle of the bigger victim at this point. And it amazes me that Cody is able to formulate a situation where he has four wives manages to make those two wives the most sensitive to the power struggle scenario. So he's telling two (laughs) wives that they each had first pick while they are both saying that they had last pick. So however that was conveyed, communicated, executed, was not received correctly. Cody is a terrible communicator, and he also cannot remember what he says to any one of them. Which is what just makes it worse because that infuriates them. Yes. So speaking of, Cody is getting irritated and he's also confused at this point because he thought that moving Mary from house three in the woods to house four up by the road was the best solution because on that lot, it's possible for Mary to build either in the trees if she wants to, if she ends up deciding that's what she wants to do, or further towards the right of the lot away from the trees So that she has sunlight that she's been begging for. So he thinks that he's solved the problem. However, Mary kind of mentions in a couple different points, she's not sure if she wants to be that close to the road. So I can understand that she's still not 100% on board with that lot. However, it is very confusing when it seems like it was received so negatively of the house in the woods to poo-poo and then be moved and then still poo-poo. Right, which plays into something that Cody says later. Correct. But at this point now, he says in front of all the wives that someone else said that they wanted the trees since Mary didn't seem into it. Now again, confusing because now Robin is starting to get angry at him because... He's speaking for her. He's speaking for her. But also, she claims, at least that's what she's saying on camera, she didn't say that she wanted it. She got told that that's where she was going. Right. So he's making it seem like someone else decided that they wanted to go there, but she didn't actually make that decision. She just got told she was going there. Yeah. Cody confuses his own decision making with the intentions of others, and he just automatically assumes and works off his own assumptions that he's 100% correct all the time. So that has been made abundantly clear time and time again, and that's what we're seeing here yet again. 
So now Robin's getting really frustrated because, I mean, it's really hard to follow this fight when you're Robin. And she's trying to defend herself because now it's looking to Mary like Robin took something out from under her that she wanted. So she's yelling, no, you told me that's what was left. She's explaining the situation. Um, She explains kind of in her side interview that the conversation she had with Cody and that he asked her to settle for the trees. Could you do it? Could you go here? Because this is what's left. Right. So she agreed, fine, I'll take this lot then. So then she got her heart set on Cabin in the Woods, which now basically Mary is coming back and then trying to reclaim again from out from under her. So then they're both feeling like they've had this lot given to them and taketh away. Right. Mary is acting like a child who had a toy Mm -hmm. and then decided they were over it tossed it to the side and another kid came up to play with it so now she wants it back mine 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 that is exactly what's going on here she is trying to assert her dominance over robin and the rest of the family it's a power move we see a lot of power moves this episode we'll talk about a couple other ones too yeah so she's a power move she's now decided that she wants to possess this land (laughs) and the the real kicker here too is mary has made it clear she verbally says directly to robin i'm not mad at you robin to which Robin is very confused because she it's it really sounds like you're mad at me, Mary. <laughs> and it's like, no, Mary is actually just redirecting her anger at Cody onto you, Robin. That's what's happening. So you're feeling the anger, but the anger is actually sourced at Cody. It should be directed at Cody, but there's a lot of unhealthy dealing with aggression and being upset and then just kind of kicking the dog that is Robin at this point. So I want to go back to something that you said before about Robin having her heart set on that piece of property. It seems strange that she connected to it so quickly. So I don't think that that's the case. Really? I think she really doesn't care where she ends up going. Oh, that's true. Yeah, she said that it's such a beautiful She says that multiple times how she doesn't care, yet she for some reason doesn't want to let go of this piece of land. Because she doesn't say to Mary it's... Well, she reluctantly eventually says to Mary, fine, that she can have it and she'll just take whatever's left. Yeah, because it wasn't like a whoops, oh my gosh, what a misunderstanding. That's so so strange. I think this ends up playing into something that we hear about later, Mm -hmm. which is the pond. Ah, yes, the pond. Because if anybody recalls the schematic that we saw, the pond is on the tree lot. Which was very confusing because I thought... Where the line is for the gas line easement, those lines look like the property lines that divide. So I thought that the cabin in the woods was a separate plot and that the pond drainage ditch was its own separate lot of land. But it seems like, yes, that is one continued cabin in the woods and the pond. That's all on one lot of land and then the easement just cuts through it. So again... This is the other kicker on the entire episode. They have not had a surveyor come out to the land to actually draw lines to see where these lots are. All of these lots that they're arguing about are completely theoretical at this right. point and As not usual, confirmed. We're As fighting usual. about something that's it's not, not real. real, and it's it could very well not even be. What they're talking about. Yeah, they need a surveyor to actually come out and legally tell them, yes, these are the spots that you can build. Right. And the other thing to remember is this was not one big piece of land. They bought four different pieces of land that are meant to be a subdivision. So this is 
this is not like you can just put a house wherever you want because right. you bought four pieces of land in your one family. Right, exactly. So there's a lot of things to be figured out still. And but we're we're jumping right into it and we're just going to fight each other about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. There has been mentioned that I should possibly could possibly have this spot. So in theory now that is mine and from my cold dead hands you will have it. So now it turns into a, a tit for tat between Robin and Mary because like children, they're arguing and Mary's saying, it's fine, Robin, you can have the trees. And then Robin comes back with, no, Mary, it's fine, you can take them. I'll just take whatever's left. Whatever's left. Whatever's left, it's fine, I'll just take whatever's left. Which you always know when someone says it's fine in the middle of a fight, it's not fine. Mary is stomping her foot like a, a horse in this. <laughs> and the whole action, She's her aggression is taking physical form now. She's like rearing out the gate. She's ready to go. And Robin's talking about being left with the scraps. She'll take whatever's left because we already know from the first episode this season, we got to update it. She gets scraps done. (laughs) Hashtag, we get scraps done. Mary's not impressed by Robin coming back with, you know, the victim response. What was me? Yeah, shocker. You know, Mary doesn't like when somebody else plays the victim. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And so she's like, oh, my God, Robin, like, seriously, And so this is kind of where they can't even stand to be near each other anymore. They're just continuing to bicker with each other while Christine and Janelle just stand off to the side, (laughs) completely silent, where it's safe, where nobody's trying to take their lots. (laughs) Yeah, silently staying out, not offering their lot. Christine makes the lovely joke. This at was one point, amazing. Where because she was throwing some shade, oh, it was man. a little bitchy. It was obvious, but I mean, how ridiculous would it be to be in this scenario where then you have Mary and Robin fighting over a lot? Where Christine then goes, "Oh, maybe I should want that lot in the trees then too, if it's so desirable." Like, right? I it should... seems like it must be the best place to go because you're fighting each maybe, other over it. Maybe so I maybe should I should it. throw my hat in the ring too. I think I want it now too. <laughs> So that was great, but again, it is it is rapidly declining. The conversation is slowly devolving more and more into just bitter, bitter, shitty bitterness. Yep. So this is the point where so Chanel laughs at Christine's joke. Yeah. She's the only one who laughs. Cody just walks away. Cody is sitting on a, a tree stump. He's like flinging sticks around and like swatting at brush. I don't know what he's doing. He's just trying to get his hair under control. He's frizzing out. He's fraying. Robin realizes that, like, this isn't coming to a conclusion, and it's definitely not going in her favor. So she decides that she's going to storm off, and she reminds everyone of the fact that, you know, she was given what was left over, and it's a beautiful piece of property. So I'm good with any of it. So I'm good with any of it. It's the majestic mountain. Remember, we get to look at the mountain again. And she just pieces out of there because I've got to go find a new rental. And then not to be outdone, Mary goes, you know what? I got a fucking rental. I got to go look for it too. Peace out, bitches. And she peels out of there too. So then they're both tromping down this this uh, gully, the little hill. Right, with the, to the, the beautiful background of the, the mountain behind them. The mountainous view, the heaven, hell on earth. Um, the <laughs> that blessing, is Coyote Pass. The blessing curse. So they're walking to the, the row of cars there. So they're, they're right. ready to get the hell we out of here. We watch them both drive off into the distance. And then as soon as she was gone, Robin is back. (laughs) 
she barely circled around the property. She just waited for Mary to drive off. She saw in her rearview mirror that she left as well. And she comes back around to continue the conversation with Christine, Janelle, and Cody. She's like Candyman. Yeah, it was Cody, Christine, and Janelle just said her name a couple times and then she reappeared. <laughs> she was like, what? What's that? Yeah. So she's back. And her, her, her reasoning, though. Oh, right. That she just couldn't. She just couldn't leave things you know, the way they were. She I left had in to... a huff and I, I started to drive away and then I just had to turn around because I needed answers. You needed answers. Either she came back to manipulate the situation or the producers called her and were like, one of you need to come back. And let's be real. There was no chance in hell that Mary was coming back. Mary's phone was off. Mary <laughs> oh, was you know, Mary's phone Mary was off. Mary was gone, bro. <laughs> she ain't. She ain't even in the same zip code now. She's gone, dude. So Cody is going off now. He he has lost Every bit of patience that he had. And he is angrier than we've ever seen him on this show. He's flying off the handle. I couldn't, I could not believe how many times he walked to his car saying he was done, turn around and then kept spewing. He kept firing off stuff. He was like, no, you know what? I am still mad about this and I'm going to tell you all the reasons. So he was like, yeah, rare form. I mean, I'm glad he didn't drive off that angry. No, yeah. Oh my God. But he's telling everyone now his personal business with Mary. Very in-depth stuff about their marriage and the toxicity that lies beneath the surface right. there. Which seems like, you know, if there were sister wife roles, like, you know, like wedding crashers, <laughs> right, this yeah. is probably like rule number one. You don't talk to your other wives about one of their sister wives and your relationship with them. No excuses. Play like a champion. <laughs> But he's doing it. So he tells them all that this is what he's been putting up with for 30 years. And they all just witnessed it. You get to see it firsthand. Right. As if no one else has been abused by Mary. Ever. It's like, like, (laughs) raise your hand if you've been personally (laughs) victimized by Mary. (laughs) Everyone quietly raises their hand. Yeah, because Janelle and Christine lived in the same house with her. So for everybody who says that Christine is crazy for not wanting to live in one house... I think we have a pretty good understanding of why she doesn't want to live in one house with these people. I think we just saw... Exhibit A. Exhibit A, exactly. Exhibit A. This is why Christine wants her own space, her privacy, her autonomy, and does not want to be living with these crazy people screaming at each other and the tension and toxicity that they create. I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. No, Christine does not need that negativity in her life. No. That's why she wants her own house. Hell yeah. So kudos, Christine, for standing your ground because we yeah. all see it now. Oh, yeah. No more no more calling Christine out for doubling back on what she was talking about before previously. No, because this is some fucked up shit. Of course, <laughs> you do not want to sign up for that. Now, Cody does a dance for us, and he shows us the Mary dance. I love the Mary dance. You know, he's on his left foot. He's on his right foot. You put your left left foot foot in. You put put your your right foot in. (laughs) You got your left foot in, and then you do the Mary pokey, and you turn it all around. (laughs) He's shaking it. He's uh. That's what it's all about. He's got his moving denims on. There's no hole in the butt uh, (laughs) to shake that, but uh. So they're fighting still about this situation, and. Every the wives are all uncomfortable about the fact that he's talking about his relationship with Mary. Um, and Robin starts arguing with him as if she's reading a script verbatim. 
This is like Hallmark movie writing level. Too. Oh, yeah. That's you know what? If oh. somebody wrote her this line where she it's just in her head, it's because she watches a lot of Hallmark movies. Let's be real. This would be. Yeah, we got to write a not even Lifetime. She's watching. No, yeah, it's Hallmark. Hallmark and not Christmas movies. No, no, just no. like a regular Saturday night non-holiday. Just a random one that they were like picked off the stack of interns uh, screenwriting scripts and they were like, yep, this is one we're making today. So she shouts at Cody and says, I had to write it down because it's it's so ridiculous. It's, yeah. Mary is my sister wife and I'll always try to work things out with her, even if it's not easy. <laughs> and I was like, nobody talks like this in real life, especially no. in the middle of a fight. No, no. I don't know. Maybe this is how Mormon people who can't curse fight. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to fight without swearing. <laughs> That's for sure. So again, everyone's uncomfortable because Cody's like a madman. His He just keeps like ripping at his hair. And like you said, doubling back to the car. Yeah, storming to his He's car. He's like putting half his body back. in the car, getting back out. Opening the door, closing the door, hopping <laughs> in, hopping out. And then he starts jumping on. Yeah, left foot. No, right foot. No, 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 left foot. Right, uh, right foot. Which one is it? And it's even weirder because the fight is primarily between Cody and Robin at this point. And again, Christine and Janelle are like just there. Like yeah. they're present. They're like witnessing what's going on, but they're not really saying much. Until Cody starts accusing people of not being honest, which then Christine right. takes that personally. That upsets Christine because, well, first of all, how can you say they're not being honest? They didn't right. say anything. <laughs> like they're trying not to get involved. I think the, the problem is there's, there's too much honesty going on. Well, right there. There's a little too much sharing going on right now. Exactly. Cody. And he wants them to back him up and say that Mary sucks. So then he feels wounded because he feels like nobody's taking his side. They're circling the wagon, so to speak, from a sister wife standpoint. And he even takes that as personal insult on his aside interview where, well, I guess at least they're loyal. You <laughs> yeah, know? it's like what? such a baby so bitter. I mean, look, the only thing I can say for them is Mary can suck real bad. They all suck. But they all guys, all of them suck on some level. But so. Oh, well, here's the thing. I can. Everybody sucks. Nobody's perfect. Like nobody. But in some instances here, everybody's being shitty on a very direct level or intentional level, causing harm to other people within their family. So that's where I'm saying that's where it's shitty. So that's where I think the other wives are starting to draw the line. Correct. He has now crossed a boundary where he is talking. He's talking about Mary with so much animosity and giving them insight into what their personal relationship is like. And I think they, they don't want to be tainted by that, even though everybody on some level you doesn't like idea. Mary for their own personal reasons. And you have an idea. But nobody wants Cody to talk about them the way that he's talking about Mary in mm. front of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. So, you know, if you're just going to engage and start talking shit about one of the other sister wives when Cody's angry. Yeah then that would probably, I would think that would just set a precedent where he can just do that whenever he's mad at any of the other ones. Right. And how toxic is that? Yeah, that would be terrible, terrible. So Cody, again, he reminds us that he's tired of Robin getting the scraps. She gets scraps done. She's picking up all those scraps and she's turning them in to to buy a $900,000 house in a few episodes, so. (laughs) Yeah, she's got her... uh... Her buy nine scraps, get one free card, and she's punching that all the way up to $900,000. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. 
Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Now, we cut to an interview with Janelle, which gives us the most insight in this entire episode into what this argument is really about. So in this interview, Janelle tells us about the house in Lehigh. Lehigh! And what it was like living with Mary. Now we've gotten small little stories about what it's like or what it was like to live with Mm, Mary. None of them sounded good. And this one tells us what extreme she took it to when they lived together. Yeah, this was nuts. We get another drawing on the screen of the house in Lehigh that we haven't seen in years. Putting those graphic designers to work. And Janelle is explaining where her apartment was. So she's basically on one side of the house. Mary's in the middle. Christine's on the complete opposite other end of the house and downstairs. Lower, yeah, Because remember, lower level. Christine was in the basement. Bottom bitch, yep. Where life was terrible. So Janelle's explaining that most of the kids lived in Christine's side of the house. So when all the kids wanted to spend time together, that's where they would go. And you know, where Janelle dropped them off for daycare all day while she went to work. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. What's not a win-win is that the most efficient, convenient way to get from Janelle's apartment to Christine's would be to walk through Mary's apartment and go down the stairs to the basement. Mary refused to let this occur. Because she didn't want the kids trampling through her space. She didn't want the chaos. She didn't want the noise. She didn't want everything that comes with little kids walking through your space, things getting dirty. I can understand it on a certain level, but that was why it would have made the most sense to have her downstairs in the separated part. Like she would ever do that. But she would never do that. So that's where it's like, okay, we're accommodating on that level now. That would be fine. If there was another way to get to Christine's apartment (laughs) from the interior of the house, but there was not. Nope. So instead, Janelle had to pack all the kids up and walk them down the stairs, outside, over the other side of the property, up the stairs, back down another set of stairs, (laughs) and into Christine's apartment. It's insane. I would have been like, fuck you. Yeah, that's There's crazy. no way. There's how ridiculous. She has kids. You're going to, what, ha- put all the shoes and coats and jackets on kids so that they can walk across the pro- property in the middle of freaking Utah come back in the winter to come out. Right. It's Yeah. So <laughs> this is where we can see where Cody's frustration is coming from and where Janelle's concerns are coming from. Because, again, this was where we started to kind of speculate after a few days together now yeah we got a whiff of something because we were like why are we seeing this why are they showing us this now (laughs) during this fight at this time we learn that the property with the trees has the pond on it and janelle is 
very concerned that if Mary has that piece of property, she is going to cut off access to the pond. That's it in a nutshell. Janelle is trying to advocate at this point for Robin to keep that piece of land. Mm -hmm. And that they need to have some type of legal contract written up to grant access to the pond. The pond, again, guys, it's not a pond. It's a fucking drainage ditch. Loosely termed. But, you know, the Browns have decided that this is is the best pond, the pond with the best water, the cleanest water. We bought a pond. They bought a pond. That's all. That's all they wanted. It just happened to be surrounded by some land, but they bought a pond. That's what they got. So, <laughs> so she's she is fully advocating for for Robin to hang on to this because that again with the order of operations that took place, Mary had a hold of that land by default because she liked trees, and so Cody thought that that was the best fit for her. It was then relinquished by her and then given to Robin. So now Robin has claim on that, but also thinking back. There were other conversations that took place with Christine and Janelle and Cody separately about their lots of land. All of those concerns were probably shared amongst the family, amongst the wives, with Cody, about access to the pond. So that was why as soon as Mary even gave a a hint of disappointment for the tree lot. He scooped it up out from under her. I'm reclaiming that and it's going right to Robin. So then that way we got the pond situation taken care of. That fixes it. And now we're done. Mm -hmm. But he forgot to clue Mary in on the whole process. (laughs) So when he's just firing off decisions and making these things happen in a closed system, it doesn't line up for everybody on the same level of why these decisions are taking place. So then things are taken personally and it's a whole mess. Cody feels like the wives are taking their anger with Mary out on him. Because he feels like they would rather fight with him than with Mary. Than with Mary. And he announces that he is done accommodating Mary. And then in his interview, he tells us, why try to make someone happy who won't be made happy? Suck it up, buttercup. (laughs) This is what you get. This is what you get. So, and again, I don't like Cody personally. I think a lot of us, a lot of us are on that same page. (laughs) Um, Don't really like Cody. However, I completely understand his stance here where... He's thinking now, we keep accommodating for Mary in all these different scenarios. Why should we go out of our way and have other people sacrifice things? So if we're limiting other people's resources and access to shared spaces, the i.e. the Things pond, that they're excited about. Or things that they're excited about on the property. Why would we be taking that away from other people to accommodate Mary, who as soon as we set her down somewhere, she's still going to be shitty About where she is. She's still going to be disappointed. She's still going to be upset. She's not going to be happy no matter where she is. Yeah. This gets into a whole nother toxic and disturbing area of things, which is that if we're really going to figure out what's going on here, Mary is just unhappy. She's unhappy with herself. She's unhappy with the way her life has turned out. She's unhappy in this family. Clearly, she doesn't feel like she's a part of it. Or that she has the type of control or say and input that she did at first. This is deep-rooted stuff, guys. Right. Deep. There is some deep-rooted stuff, which is the reason behind why Mary is not happy no matter what. Well, and she literally says she doesn't want to live in the trees. She doesn't want to be surrounded by darkness. Yeah, right. But she is followed by a cloud of darkness on a daily basis. Mary, that is a metaphor of your life. She is the cloud. Yeah, that is a metaphor for your life. That is... You are surrounded by darkness right now. <laughs> Emotionally, figuratively, you are. 
in the darkness. And that's a problem. Now we move on to something happier. Thank God. And we see Janelle and Christine are hanging out together. They're going for a walk. Yes. Um, They've been spending more time together now that they're in Flagstaff. It's nice. Right. They have to make more intentional time together because of the fact that they're spread out. A distance. And, yep. Um, Christine tells us that she's always liked Janelle, that they've always had the easiest, or at least for her, the easiest relationship that she has with any of the sister wives. Right. Um. Well, I don't think there's any threatening position for them, right? Because Janelle was wife number two, Christina's wife number three. There's not really that kind of built in, you know, trying to, to be the priority wife from either of them. I've never really picked up on, on that as a goal of theirs. So uh, that's mostly a power struggle that happens between Mary and, and Robin. Robin. Right. So, yeah, it seems like they would stay out of their drama and they would kind of connect and agree on a lot of situations. It seems like a natural a natural bond that kind of fell in together here. So they're taking a break from their walk at this point to talk a little bit more about what happened with the fight yesterday. Before it went to hell. As Janelle says, before everything went to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so she brings up to Christine again what she mentioned at the end of the fight there about the pond and her concerns and how she thinks it would be great if they can make it into a park or they could somehow legally draw up a contract that allows for easements and guarantees um, a right for everybody, all of them on the land, to be able to access the pond as they please. Guys, this is where the Lehigh stuff came into full swing. Because if Janelle is so concerned about access to the pond, if Mary has the pond on her property, that she wants to legally write things up and have things contracted between them, and access to a shared feature of the land, that's saying something. She clearly thinks that Mary is going to not allow them on her property. She's going to shut this down. <laughs> like, Mary's going to be out there with an electric fence. <laughs> and a cattle prod. And a cattle prod. If yeah. anybody gets through. It is a smart idea anyway, just in case they end up selling any part of the land at any time, that that's, that's something that is an agreement between them they're like yo let's not give the the pond onto the property of the chick who's basically one foot out the door on the family here because <laughs> that's going to really screw us if we have to sell this piece right. we're never going to get to use this we're never going to get this thing back i like how during this conversation again janelle is trying to explain it in the most politically correct way she can without throwing mary under the bus but you see the dots connect for Christine in this conversation uh-huh. without Chanel even having to outright say what she means. Oh, yeah. She has realized now that if Mary gets that property, mm-hmm. not if any of the rest of them get the property, but if Mary in particular gets that piece of property, they will never, ever get to use that pond. Nope. It will be too disruptive to Mary's life to have them walking over there and using the pond. So that was basically it was... There was so much talk about trees in so many different forms in this episode. You know, it's the a lot of sunshine, a lot of tree talk, and I feel like it was all subtle jabs at the entire scenario too, but it all kind of tied the episode together very nicely. The producers are leading up to their best troll of oh, the entire man. episode, which is in uh, the next segment where the fight continues at Christine's house. Guys, it takes it takes effort. To harbor this much animosity, to keep a fight going for this long and have it carry over 
man, I, I can't believe that this much tension has carried over. Right. It was awkward. <laughs> right. Waiting. Everyone else assumes that at this point, everyone has kind of cooled down and been able to take a step back from what happened a few days ago. Not Mary. No. Everyone starts arriving at Christine's house, um, getting ready to have this discussion about what happened at Coyote Pass. And Janelle shows up, Robin shows up, Mary shows up. And Mary has so much attitude. It's clear from the moment she walks in the door that she has no intention of apologizing to anybody, that she is hell bent on continuing to make everyone else uncomfortable because she's not happy. And that she is not going to speak to anyone until Cody arrives. I thought you were going to say when she arrived, she had so much style because she had that, <laughs> she had that shirt oh, on, Oh, can man. we talk about this? Oh, I loved it. You loved it? I loved it. Well, okay, so there have been... You loved it because of whoa, 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 the particular... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, because then people were animal. saying, oh my God, is dogs and soccer ball shirt? And it's like, well, excuse me, show some respect. Those are not just dogs. Those are corgis, Okay. <laughs> Those are corgis playing soccer on a shirt. Thank you very much. Well, I think they would say they're playing football. Mm, I guess. <laughs> but honestly, I, okay, so, I used to have a corgi mix. We don't have to go into no, that. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I can attest to you, they have an affinity for soccer. We could play soccer with our corgi. Well, I'm glad to know that he the would chase a ball around. He would kick it around. rooted in some type of fact. Well, he wouldn't really like kick it because his legs were a little short and stumpy, but... He would like bite at it and it would roll and he would run around the backyard with it. So she elevates this outfit by adding a belt. So she belts this t-shirt. You got accessories. With dogs on it. And I liked how she matched. Guys, this is so, so bitchy. I want to hear it. I like how she matched her sandals to the orange corgi. She found orange sandals to go with her orange corgi t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, what better way to patch things up with your sister wife? It was, it was horrific. She also has the sleeve, like, turned up, like... Oh, yeah, the fold. The fold, folded sleeve. All right, let's move on from that. Yeah. So, again, it's super tense and uncomfortable. So it's a standoff in Christine's living room. Yeah, nobody's really saying anything to anybody. And Christine's fucking beanbag chair? Uh, <laughs> big so fuzzy... Christine's sitting on this giant covered beanbag. It's so big. <laughs> she looks like a six-year-old. Like, her feet don't touch the ground, so she's just, like... Kicking them, swinging above the ground. It was the best thing to juxtapose <laughs> the tension in the room with Christine looking ridiculous on that beanbag Just chair. Being absorbed into that <laughs> thing. Just consumed. Now, Mary, you know, breaks the tension by telling Christine that she needs to call Cody. Well, she yeah, because she reaches for her phone because this is a oh, this is a power move and a half. Cody's at the lawyers. He's meeting with the lawyers. He's on his way there. He texts Mary telling her to tell Christine to call him. There are so many layers. There's, there's so many layers. I would think that when Mary gets a text from Cody, it's rare. Yes. So she's getting this text and maybe she's thinking that he actually is saying something to her. Like, oh, uh, oh, but what? she. She opens it up and looks at it, and instead, it's not even meant for her. It's just meant for her to instruct Christine to call him because he knows that Mary is with Christine. Because, like, okay, you think normal interaction. Why didn't he just text Christine? Maybe Christine didn't have her phone on, you know, I'm it, sure the cameras that's what were happened. there. The cameras were there. She had it yeah. on silent, something he like that. He couldn't get in touch with her. But still, you know that 
the wives are all there together at Christine. So why wouldn't, if you're going to reach out to some, like, why? I mean, maybe he texted them all and Mary was the only one who looked at it. But I feel like at this point, Mary probably shouldn't be in the family group texts anymore. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. That was just, oh, my God. That one really bothered me. So Because that's, that's, that's how you're starting this conversation. The, like, the reconciliation conversation. That's how you're going to well, kick this off. He and Mary don't plan on apologizing to each other. Oh, my God. Yeah, because then Cody comes that's whipping clear. in, just busting through the door. Like, he just got out of a 40-year prison sentence or something. Well, he's dressed like the Wolf of Wall Street oh because he's in here with his best suit on after he's the gone lawyers. to the lawyer. He's got to look legit. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. We've Anybody who watches 90 Day Fiance, we've seen plenty of people go to the lawyer. I really wish we would have had cameras for the lawyer conversation. Uh, me too. Can you imagine the type of person that they dug up? TLC does not find the cream of the crop in terms of lawyers, guys. Well, no, so I think that's proof that, yeah, any of the lawyer scenes on 90 Day Fiance are complete bullshit. It's always somebody from, like, production or a producer who sits in and basically reads lines of what the lawyer said to the person. Because, clearly, Cody went to meet with lawyers, and I'm sure they were like, well, um, no cameras. Well, this said no cameras. Yeah, uh, no cameras. Well, and also, he wore his, like, his Sunday best. And, right. you know, we're used to seeing people wear... You know, a tank top and and jeans. If we're lucky, to the the lawyer well, on ninety not day like fiance. The teen mom Janelle meeting up with her lawyer at like a restaurant. I have trying, these feathers in yeah, my hair. Getting you know pushing back your court date for a Kesha concert. You okay. think that's why Cody was so excited? Was they pushed back his court date for the uh, for the Kesha concert? So we digress. Ah. <laughs> uh, so Cody has excellent news after coming from the lawyer because the lawyer just told him. That they are sitting on a mountain of cash and that gold mine. all they need to do is get rich quick by either not building a goddamn thing on that piece of land out on Coyote Pass or making income properties a thing. And Robin's immediately off put by this. She's like, oh, she's so he's, upset. He's talking like a businessman. <laughs> I don't understand anything he's talking about. <laughs> he's. Cody is essentially just missing a top hat and a cane and a monocle, and he's like so close to being the Monopoly guy. It's not even funny. Maybe that's when Robin will understand. This is this is how it works, Robin. You buy property, and then we're gonna take the little greenhouse, the little greenhouses, and we're gonna put them on top. When you build four of those, you get to build a hotel, and that's, then it's an income property. That's what we're gonna do on Coyote Pass. That's what's gonna happen. We're talking income property now, Robin. We're talking profit. But she's very upset that Cody broke his promise. She's very, very serious when people make a promise, you know, pinky promise. Yeah. She's upset that he's breaking that because they, you know, they made promises to their kids about the fact that we ripped this family apart. (laughs) We're going to force you to live in a house that you hate, that you're going to have to pack your shit up from and move to another one in another couple of months. But at some point, we're going to all be a family together again. But never mind, because we'd rather be rich. (laughs) Well, and Christine's jumping in on this, too. She's like, I actually, well, I would prefer to live on the land at some point uh, because that was our original goal with this. Right. So Cody's seeing dollar signs at this point, which has him relieved because it's the first time he's seen that in years. (laughs) A positive number in the bank account. Janelle brings up the park idea again during this conversation. So, you know, she's. She's again advocating for making a park. 
She's just trying to get that out there before they start to assign lots. Taking the the proper legal steps to ensure everyone has access to the shared features of the property. This irritated me. Robin gets on her high horse and apologizes for the way she acted at Coyote Pass before anyone else can start speaking about what happened. It's not even a casual point in the conversation or like a lull in the conversation. She she has to interject before we get started. An announcement of where she stands with things. Before we get too far into this. The reason I take issue with this is because while everybody sat in that amassing tension while we waited for Cody to show up. While Christine was sinking into her beanbag chair. <laughs> right. As as the tension was pushing Christine further and further <laughs> into the beanbag chair. You would think that if Robin planned on apologizing, she would have said, and I understand that maybe she wanted to apologize to Cody too, but she could have apologized to Mary right there and said, hey, Mary, before we get started here, before Cody shows up, I just want to apologize to you and make sure there's no... To clear the air. No negative feelings about what happened the other day. It was a miscommunication. Right. But she waits until she has Cody as a witness Mm -hmm. to go ahead and do that. Yeah. The fight now only continues. Oh, my God. From what we saw on Coyote Pass. Yeah. Everyone's just arguing again about who got first pick, who got last pick, trees, sunlight. Now the producers troll Mary as she's talking about how dark the trees make her home and how... (laughs) You know, she's living in a dungeon and it's so depressing. And we get like a shot of the house on probably the most beautiful day that they've had. So much sun. You know, they like check the weather forecast. They made sure that there was not going to be a cloud in the sky. And all of the sun was beaming into it was the entire reflecting off of every window. It's all windows on that side of the house. So it's like there's there's light going in there. But. I, well, okay, at nighttime, you think about it, she's got, what, 18 bedrooms in this place. So it's like, if you're the only person in that house, yeah, it's going to be dark and really depressing in there. Mary, it's gonna you feel have like, one light on yeah, in the entire <laughs> house. It's like a 5,000 square foot house. You have two master bedrooms. It's going to be fucking dark. You're There's gonna, no one gonna, else in there with you. It's going to feel empty. And it should, <laughs> because it is. It is vacant. Maybe that's a reason why you should rent like a a one or two bedroom place where, you know, you're in one room and maybe you leave a little light on in the other room. You walk from one room to the next. It carries over. It carries over. There's lights. There's some spill. Not in this. There's some spillage. Yeah. Not in this big house. She needs to get some renting advice. I can't see anything in my wet bar. I can't find I can't find any of my clothes. It's so dark. I can't make out the bottles under here. This is why I wore this. Stupid corgi shirt to this beat. I couldn't see anything in my closet. And I just pulled something out. Guys, and it turns out I look dressed, like an idiot. Mary got dressed in the dark. It's so dark in her rental that she did not know what she put on. You guys that made me look. This. You guys made me look like an idiot. She she didn't even see the corgi pattern on that shirt. She <laughs> thought she had a solid color shirt on. She thought it was plaid and you know, large polka dots of some kind. Was, oh, no, those are soccer balls. Damn it. Then she got out in the sunlight and she was like, oh, oh fuck, it's too late. I already got to leave. Oh, shit. <laughs> but no, she needs to get some rental advice from Janelle. Because what the hell is Janelle moving into? We saw before she went on her walk with Christine. How did she downgrade Again, that kitchen was terrible. Oh, oh the kitchen it's was so horrific. Bad. Okay. It's smaller than the other one that she had. One of the reasons also why it was horrific 
The washer and dryer are bigger than any of the appliances that came with the house in the actual kitchen. And it's in the kitchen. And they're in the kitchen. It's in there. Guys, Janelle couldn't find a rental in Flagstaff, so she had to fly all the way to Europe. (laughs) (laughs) This is the most... Yeah, it's an American complaint, and I can 100% get behind it, because I know this is very common for European countries to have washers and dryers but in the But they, di- they don't the have kitchen. washers and dryers that are that big. They don't have them that big. They're and it's like usually, almost the size of refrigerators. And it's usually one unit. It's a washer and a dryer. Right. It does the same thing, which is cool. It's, it's awesome in theory. I know that, but I... I can't get behind washer dryer in the kitchen. It's very well, strange. The me. whole house looks like it hasn't been updated since like 1982. So yeah. So Mary needs to take a couple lessons on Janelle. Check your privilege. Where's your washer and dryer? Then you can complain. Maybe prioritize windows over square footage. Right. Pay for some landscaping to come trim some of the trees. Now, this is where things get really toxic. So this is, yeah, this is where the conversation takes a turn. Mary is trying to explain her side of things and defend herself and what happened. And Cody is giving her the floor to do that. But he is going to stare her down the entire time she's she's talking. Because I will. He gives her a death stare. I will admit this. Okay, so Cody handling things out on the property for that first fight. Horrible. He lost his shit. And he flew off the handle. Most of it was when Mary wasn't there, but obviously he like totally went off the rails. So I I have to say I was impressed with Cody's reaction initially at this reconciliation at Christine's living room. He was speaking very calmly, speaking very directly, making sure that things were being communicated properly and saying, you know, interpreting things and making sure that everybody understood. It was almost like it wasn't Cody talking. It was very strange. Until he starts staring at her, trying to intimidate her. That was where, yeah, that is unforgivable. He's glaring at her while she's trying to speak to him because then she immediately calls him out. I'm having a lot of trouble with the look that you're giving me right now. And he just deflects it away. Well, I'm just trying to understand. Right. It, It gets to the point where Christine has to mediate that between them and says, it's okay. It's okay. Don't look at him. Which look at me then. Don't look the, at him. That's not the solution. The no. solution would be, Cody, get that look off your face. Right. Stop being childish. Stop this is ridiculous. Doing that. But they, nobody can call him out on anything. So it's no. Mary has to deal with that. So there's that level two, which again, not good. It was starting off where I was like, wow, we might actually get somewhere with this conversation. This is actually going pretty well. And then that was where it really started to fall apart. Yeah, so they just continue to bicker, basically. We just recap everything that everyone had to say on Cody Pass. Nobody actually um, comes to any type of conclusion. Mary feels like the whole reason for this conversation was to just kick her in the gut. She feels like she's being attacked, which again, Mary has to be the victim anyway. But maybe it would help to not feel attacked if your husband had a conversation with you one-on-one rather than in front of the entire family, or if he started the conversation by apologizing and you all apologize to each other rather than just Robin making an apology. Because Cody was very vocal and openly shitty in his aside interview that Robin was the only one who apologized during this meeting. 
you didn't apologize either, dude. You didn't apologize either, man. But yeah, he's like, it was supposed to be a dig at Mary, but it's like. You, right. You didn't apologize and you just escalated it out. more. Yeah, you're calling yourself out. So basically nothing's going to get resolved if everyone's just going to give each other nasty looks and speak rudely towards each other right. again. And that's kind of where things net out. Janelle tells us like everyone is still at the point where they're angry and they're just trying to make their points. And we're not really coming to any type of compromise or conclusion here. So this is, I guess, to be continued. So, yeah, they decide to wrap this all up and, and tie it all up with uh, family prayer. What is it? A huddle? <laughs> They suddenly remember that they're religious again, <laughs> despite the fact that they've... Yeah, somebody's alarm went off on their phone and they were like, hey. Oh, damn. We're we're Mormons. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe let's, we should pray about it. Let's huddle up. Guys, we are not going to be able to talk this out ourselves, so let's pray about it. Leave it in Jesus's hands. <laughs> so they polish it off with a family prayer circle jerk. Oh, and it's... <laughs> And, and that's what polygamy's all about. Everyone leaves as quickly as well. Mary leaves as oh, quickly as possible. Mary Jets burned a there. hole in the floor. <laughs> she burned rubber tearing out of that house. She's got places to be. She's got to go home. She's got to change. She she didn't realize she's what got she's a, wearing. She's got to iron the fold up parts of her sleeves. Yeah, she just dug. This was on the ground. She just picked it up and put it on. <laughs> <laughs> but that was pretty much it. That was the whole episode. Yeah. We got here. That was the end of the fight. Um, I'm sure we'll see more of it. And we see another fight in the preview for next week in which Cody and Robin fight over what God is telling them. Ooh, I am open to interpretations. I'm going to I'm going to be off the charts next week with analysis. This is going to be great. So it looks like not only do they fight about whether they should buy a house, continue to rent. This fight causes... Is it Aurora? I don't know. Aurora Borealis has a full-on meltdown. She has a panic attack, and she needs to be carried, forcibly removed from the living room situation. By Cody, like oh, a baby. God. So we'll see how that unfolds. At least these episodes are getting more exciting. Yeah, there's. I'm just glad that the Biggie Housey's dead. Yes. We don't like, want to see any more blueprints. Until like the last episode. He's gonna, it'll, it'll come back again. come out of nowhere. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and by leaving a review on iTunes. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Follow us on Twitter at surviving underscore pod, where we live tweet along with the weekly episode. And thank you so much to you, our listeners. Thank you for all the love that you guys have been leaving for us on iTunes. I'm just so glad that there are other survivors out there. We're, we're not alone. You're not alone either. So we'll all get through this together. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.